the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ask the simple question, who is God today? And if you asked it from 10 different people, you would more than likely get 10 different answers. We'll explore the one true answer next on today's broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan. This is Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Hey, let me ask you, what is your opinion of God? It may seem like a strange question to ask, but I think we would be amazed, maybe saddened by the answers the world would give to that question. God is viewed as a bully by many, as non-existent by others. The, the truth is God is a living God, and he is also a God of justice when necessary and love. A prime example of this can be found in Exodus 32 as God deals with his idol-worshiping children. Here's Pastor Jesse with today's program. The snake was able to actually get Adam and Eve to worship him rather than worship the true and the living God. And the snake, Genesis 3.1, is the naked creature. Did I tell you that? He doesn't have hair. He doesn't have a covering. A snake is naked. He doesn't have hands. He doesn't have feet. A snake is naked. When you and I don't have any clothes on, we're more like the snake. Am I making some sense? Particularly, you know, human beings, unless you got a little bit of your Neanderthal friends going on, you got a bunch of hair going on. But the point is, <laughs> some of us are like that. The point is, is that nakedness means you don't have a covering. Adam and Eve had the covering of the Spirit of God. When he created them innocent and when they rebel against God, what did they do? They exchanged the glory of the true and the living God and they bought the tree of the knowledge of evil so that they could become gods and they became naked. That's nakedness number one. And God covered them with coats of skin. And when you and I are not covered in the righteousness of Christ, we're naked. The second nakedness that came along was when our dear brother Noah and the new Adam's family had finished the work of new creation. And, Ad, and Noah just got a little bit, you know, distracted about the quality of the wine that he had made. And he did the right thing. He didn't walk around naked like these folks are doing for a whole month. With no shame. That's what it means to be a harlot. In Proverbs chapter 7, a harlot is a woman who walks around naked with no shame. Ass out. Titties out. No shame. Am I telling the truth? And they're proud about it. That's Proverbs 7, 9, 23. That's Isaiah chapter 4, 
That's Revelation chapter 2 and 3. That's Revelation chapter 18. God has something to say about the harlot society because humanity was once in a relationship with God. And God gave his son. And now humanity says, I want this. This is why God has a controversy with the whole world. Am I making some sense? Number two was with Noah because his boy Ham, who was the father of the land of Canaan, I'm going to Canaan, pulled back the tent and tried to show his brothers the nakedness of his daddy, which was a symbol of perversion. And his two brothers knew the gospel and they got a covering and walked backwards and covered their daddy. Love covers a multitude of sins. And then when Noah woke up out of his stupor, he prophesied of the land of Canaan that it would be cursed. He didn't curse black people. He cursed Canaan. Canaan is a society of which God said in Leviticus 18 through 22, do not look upon another person's nakedness. It is Toweba with God. It is an abomination to God. Am I making some sense? And when he started that line of prohibition in chapter 18, he said a father must never look upon his daughter's nakedness. His daughter must never look upon his father's nakedness. His son should never look upon his mother's nakedness. You shall not look upon each other's nakedness because that is an abomination. Why? Because we know what it leads to. We know what it leads to. It's going to lead to fornication from an idolatrous heart because now we're man-centered and the only thing we want is pleasure and our pleasure should be God. God should be the ultimate pleasure and righteousness should be the outcome of a relationship with the true and the living God. That means we keep boundaries. That means we keep categories. That means we keep order and structure. That means we know what a man is. We know what a woman is. We know what a child is. We know what a husband is. We know what a wife is. We know what a daughter is. We know what these things are. And the holy God grants us the ability to live among each other because we keep boundaries. And the goal of the wicked one is to destroy every boundary. Anything that is binary is being assaulted today. Did y'all hear what I just stated? There, the logic is flawed. There's no such thing as a his and a her as being the same thing. There's no such logic as a he, she. That is, that is an either or proposition. That is not a both and proposition. I'm struggling when I come to the bathroom door and it goes he, she. I'm looking for another bathroom. Because I'm trying to keep my mind. I'm trying to keep my mind. I know what categories are. It's either a he or a she that's going up in that bathroom. I'm not crazy. And I'm not going crazy. Because God has given me a sound mind. When Moses saw their nakedness for Aaron have made them naked. Isn't that terrible? Religion will make you more naked than anything. Because what most religions do is stop you from thinking. They just want you to feel. Man, I had a great time in church today. What did he preach? I don't know, but it felt good. That's your Bacchalian party. That's your Bacchalian debauchery. It starts in church. 
That's why they get to running around and when the lights is off, they're doing all kind of crazy things. This goes back to Catholicism, Greek orthodoxy. And, and now it's everywhere. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And now they want to do it in the public. I'm telling you, religion now has gone public. Your world is religious. Everything that they are teaching you today about the woke doctrine, which is another alchemistic set of ideological constructs, which is a bunch of lies, is nothing but religion. Okay, are you hearing me? It's in order to create a one world religion and everybody is the same, whether you are a man or a woman or a child or an adult. That means everybody can poke each other or whatever else you do. You see how difficult it is? (laughs) <laughs> when you stuck in the male female category, because somebody was talking about scissors the other day, and I said, "Scissors? What is scissors?" Some of y'all. Now, which one of y'all are like me? I don't even know what scissors are. Raise your hand if you know. You're blessed. You are blessed. You are super blessed if you don't know what scissors are. How many of y'all know what scissors are? See there. Point number two. Let me wrap this up here. I'm gonna touch on this, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna come back. There are three subpoints in our outline here under point number two. Self-generated hype and frenzy, that's false religion. Sexual perversion, emergent from it, emergent from it. And a separation of the righteous. A separation of the righteous. Look at verse 26 through 28. And Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, who's on the Lord's side? There it is. This is any time the gospel faithfully preached, it's dividing. That's right. It's a two-edged sword. We are thankful that people come into this community, but I know every time I preach, somebody's going to be offended. And that's the way it is. But, but hold on, hold on, slow down, because I, I know I hear you go, well, all that. You need to have compassion. Because apart from the grace of God, you would leave too. I'm simply stating the point. I don't want my kids coming in here and leaving just because dad offended them. Now, I am going to offend you. But the Bible's very clear, right? Deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. And if God is your friend, he's going to let you know you're wrong. But I, I, I want you, if you're going to celebrate people leaving, put your own cousin's face there, your auntie, your uncle, and all that. See, this is what I want to stop us from doing. I want us to be sober about things. It's very important because church folk are drunk all the time. They're self-righteous and hypocritical. Am I telling the truth? Right. Except you don't want it to happen to your people. I don't want it to happen. I don't want my kids to be lost. I do not want them going to hell. But God help me. I'm not going to compromise the truth when they sit in front of me. I'm telling you, son and daughter... Without Christ, you're going to hell. Just got to let you know. Right. God gave too much for us to just throw him away by text or by email or by a small offense. Get over it and submit yourself to the true and the living God and be saved by grace. Saved by grace. God is a merciful God, is he not? Look at verse 26 and 27. Moses said in the, uh, in the gate, he said, who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. All the sons of Levi gathered together unto him. Not all of them, but many of them did. Because the Levites had the job of mediating between God and the people. Now God has a judgment he's going to execute, and the Levites have to enter into that. 
Listen to the next verse. And he said unto them, thus said the Lord God of Israel, put every man his sword by his side and go in and out from gate to gate throughout the camp and slay every man his brother and every man his companion and every man his neighbor. See the problem? You know what God is doing? He's cutting out sin. This is how the word cotomy in in our medical terminology means to cut out. So when you have cancer, they have to cut it out. Right? God's cutting out sin so that the body can live. Am I making some sense? You know, when the cancer gets bad, we got to cut. And that's what he's doing here. And this is what happens in our lives too. Notice what he says in verse 28. 32, 28, please. And all the children of, of Levi did according to the words of Moses and there fell of the people in that day. How many people? It could have been 300,000. It was only 3,000. And these were the people who stood in open rebellion against Moses when he came down. See, Moses came down. He saw the people in their arrogant, pompous, sort of staunch, open, open rebellion against Moses. He said, oh, okay, I see. I see. Y'all going to just do what you're going to do. It's time to clean house. And when 3,000 people died on the first day, then everybody starts to repent. Y'all got that? Yeah, this is the father chastening those whom he loves. That's how God works. Look at the next verse. For Moses said, consecrate yourselves today to the Lord and every man upon his son and upon his brother that he may bestow upon you a what? In other words, if those who are on Moses' side does not engage in excising and cutting out the cancer, no blessing is coming. See, because God knows sometimes we got to be wounded deeply before we listen to him. They had to consecrate themselves. In other words, their role as priests had to be redefined again. You don't do what the people say. You do what God says. And if you do what God says, the people will be saved. Because now, now Moses is going to mediate with God. Is he not? That brings us to our last point. I'm going to touch on it and come back later. Point number four, notice what it says. It's extremely important. The, uh, point number three, rather, the commitment to what? Mediation. Look over at verse 30. I love this. Come on, Moses. Come on. Verse 30, and it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto people, to the people, you have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up unto the Lord pre-adventure. I shall make an atonement for your sin. Go, Moses. In the name of Jesus, go, Moses. Now Moses is feeling like God because God has these crazy people that he loves, but his righteousness has to be satisfied. Moses now is under the obligation of standing between God and the people. And now he's occupying the position of one man in the universe. That man is the Lord Jesus Christ, who himself became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Am I making some sense? Moses is going to, I will make an atonement for you. Not Moses, Christ. Let's get some lessons here. I'm I'm still a little more time in close. Notice what he says in verse 31. Here it is, verse 31. And Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold and I made them drink it, oh God. And he did, didn't he? That's a lesson. 
He unreeled their false reality and he made them to drink it. Now that took some time to smash the wood of the idol that was shaped and then gilded by gold. It took some time to break it down and smash the gold and grind it to silver. I mean, grind it to powder. Are you keeping up with me? They did not have an electric grinder with them. It took some time. All of this must be understood by inference that this was a long day of judgment. They are observing what Paul teaches in 2 Corinthians 10, that we are to tear down everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ and bring everyone into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now they got to drink in their false God. Drink your lie. Drink your lie so that they embed it, so that they absorb it, so that they feel it, so that they can know internally the evil that they engaged in. Did that make some sense? All right, sometimes that's what God will make you do. He'll make you eat your foolishness. He'll make you drink your foolishness. You can't get away from it. You can't get away from it. It's really sad, but that's so. And notice what it says. Now, if you will, God, forgive their what? And if not, do what? I pray thee out of thy book which you have written. Is this not an allusion to the work of Christ? Did not God blot out our transgressions as far as the east is from the west? Because as a father that pities his children, so the Lord pities us. Did he not do it by the death of Christ? Every man and woman that trusts God, you're only saved because God blotted out your sins in Jesus. Yes. I'm so glad I have a Savior, don't you? I'm so glad I have a Savior. I'm so glad that Christ stepped in my place because the wrath of God was hanging over my head. Justice was ready to cut me down and God would have been right to do it. And Jesus took my place. Now there's a truth you need to learn here. Everybody's not going to be saved. And God saves whom he wants to when he will. Salvation is the prerogative of a righteous God. It's never the consequence of your merit. What Moses is asking for now that he has executed a limited righteous judgment is mercy. And mercy is never earned. God will remain right if he doesn't show people mercy. Did y'all hear me? If people go to hell, it's because they want to. No one's going to hell that doesn't want to go to hell. Learn this, child of God, because you mess your doctrine up here at Grace too frequently with that stuff. Get it right. God doesn't arbitrarily throw, arbitrarily throw anyone to hell. He's not just throwing babies into hell. I taught y'all that last week, didn't I? There's a judgment throne before hell is executed. People are in Hades now, confinement. The judgment is on the last day where God will prove himself to have been right and men and women will have been proven to be wrong. And the reason why folk will go to hell is because they died without Christ. And they died because they did not want him. Did you guys hear me? And therefore their names were never written 
in the Lamb's book of life from the foundation of the world. This is why God's going to say what he says. Look at it. Yet now, if you will forgive their sin, and if not, blot me out, I pray thee out of the book which you have written. See, Moses doesn't get to actually have that kind of conditional relationship. Moses ain't Jesus. Screw over, boy. You just a type. Y'all know what a type is? A type is a picture of my wife. It's not my wife. I'm not supposed to love the picture. I'm supposed to love the person. Jesus is the person. He's the reality. He's the substance. He's the essence. It's all right, though. I get Moses. Do you get Moses? He greater love hath no man than this, than that he laid down his life for his friend. That's real love. I got a feeling that Moses knew God wasn't going to kill him anyway. See, when you know God well, you can push the envelope, especially when you're occupying typology that's rooted in love. God knows Moses couldn't solve these people's problems. God has somebody else that would solve their problems. But God is about to teach one more thing that I want to close on, and then we'll come back and pick up in our, in our study. Look at verse 34. Here's what God says. This is important. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. You guys got that? Now, I want to help you, and I'm going to close. This is really simple. This is not hard. I really want our people at Grace to think deeply and be sanctified in your mind. If a man dies without Christ, he dies in his sin. If he dies in his sin, God will say, you have sinned against me. Did you hear what I just stated? If a man dies without Christ, he has died in his sin. If he dies in his sin, God will say, you have sinned against me. Did you hear what I stated? I want you to get this. This is such a beautiful truth. So God is not executing wrath right there at the moment. This here is called delayed wrath. Why is it delayed? It's because God is going to show temporal mercy to these very rebels that deserve to be destroyed. He's going to show temporal mercies in order that they might repent and trust Christ before they die. Did y'all hear what I just stated? This is why Jesus, when he hung on the cross, said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It was a temporal forgiveness because of it an outrageous crime committed on that day, God the Father would have had the right to wipe out the whole nation of Israel. And God delayed his judgment, which is an act of mercy, in order that somebody who's a fool today might come to his senses tomorrow or next week or next month or the year later. Every day that the sword of justice does not swing, It's a possibility for a man or woman to have found their name written in the Lamb's book of life. And if the name is written in the Lamb's book of life, God will have blotted out all your transgressions because Christ will have covered them. It will have been as if you never, ever sinned ever before. And it will have been like you obeyed all of God's law from the time that you breathed until the time you breathe your last breath. You become absolutely the righteousness of God in Christ. There is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? God is the one that justifies. Christ is the one that died. Yea, rather, has risen again and is seated at the right hand of God as a mediator for his people. 
an enthroned Savior ought to be the grounds for which you and I live every day as vessels of mercy, as vessels of mercy. And even if I don't know today, if I'm a believer, if he lets me live today, I know that was mercy. I know it was mercy. I know I get to work it out tomorrow. That crazy preacher told me, without Christ, I'm going to hell. I got to work that through for the rest of my life. Amen and amen. Well, you are listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Closing out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know how the program encourages you in your walk with Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests are always welcome. You can either write to us, give us a call, or stop by our website and drop us an email. Now, the best place to go, of course, is the website. Not only will you be able to write to us via email, you'll be able to get more information about who we are, what we believe, worship times, how to get here. Grace-Bible.com is our website. Again, that's Grace-Bible.com. If you wish to give us a call, the number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, our address is 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street. Here in Hayward, the zip code 94541. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. One final note as we close out our time today, this program is listener supported. If you wish to partner with us, we would be more than grateful. This broadcast airs throughout the Bay Area, as well as online, impacting thousands for the sake of Christ. And that is our hope and our goal. If you'd like to partner with us along those lines, feel free to write or give us a call. No gift is too large, no gift too small, whether a one-time gift or a monthly support. You're more than welcome to reach out. We would love to partner with you as we minister the gospel of Jesus to the Bay Area and the World Wide Web. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. I don't care what they might say. We love Jesus anyway. I don't care what they might say. We love Jesus anyway. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.